Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Wealthy Sisters is on the air. Wealthy Sisters, the show that features six- and seven-figure-earning women of color. Tune in Mondays at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time as entrepreneur, author, speaker, Deborah Hartnett showcases the triumphant journey of these powerful sisters. You'll be inspired, encouraged, and informed every Monday at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. Our call-in number is 347-838-9278 or listen live 24 hours a day at www.wealthysisters.com. Now... Our host, Deborah Hardnett. Hello and welcome to Wealthy Sisters, sponsored by Big Thinkers Academy, where we provide professional solutions for maximizing human potential. You can visit us at www.bigthinkersacademy.com. Wealthy Sisters is where we celebrate the lives of six- and seven-figure-earning women, and our purpose is twofold. First, we'd love to inspire and encourage you, the listener. And second, we have to edify, promote, acknowledge, and say thank you to the sisters for doing big things. I'm Deborah Hartnett, your host, broadcasting live on the Worldwide Blog Talk Network. And today is another fabulous Monday. Happens to be March 19, 2012. That's right. I said March. Time is going by so fast. But, you know, I hope you are as excited about your future as I am because, trust me, no matter what it looks like to you today, it is extremely bright. And, you know, we are here every week. That's right, every week at the same time, Mondays at 12 noon Eastern. So thank you for spreading the word. Well, today's show is promised to be another great one as always. We get to talk about uh, one of my passions, really my absolute passion, which is music. I love it. I mean, I believe, like so many, that music is one of the highest forms of communication. It, as as we all know, is a great way to express ourselves, whether we are celebrating the love of a couple in a ceremony or as the great Stevie Wonder did when he had the birth of his child, Aisha, and in the song he wrote to her, Isn't She Lovely?, to celebrating the life of a friend during their memorial service. I mean, it's been said, if you have something to say, then say it in a song. In fact, even the great Albert Einstein said this when he was asked about his theory of relativity. He said, it occurred to me by intuition and music was the driving force behind that intuition. My discovery was the result of the musical perception. See how powerful even Albert Einstein knew that music is. And so, you know, our guest today is literally like royalty when it comes to this. She is so awesome in being able to express oneself through music. She's a legend, and I'm honored and thrilled to have her on the show today. None other than the dynamic Miss Ricky Byers Beckwith. She happens to be a composer, singer, and author, so you know what to do. You've got to go and call everybody right now, tell them to tune in, go to lunch, get on break, and dial 347 347-838-9278. And as always, you can listen live to this show here at Wealthy Sisters Radio. That's Wealthy Sisters, S-I-S-T-A-S, radio.com. You can listen to this great show and all of our others. And remember, you can follow us on Facebook, even Twitter. Find us there with Wealthy Sisters or on the Deborah Hartnett. We are out there and ready for you. And if you're logging in to Blog Talk Radio, click there to on that follow button so that you can get a reminder of our show every week. Now, you know, we are so thrilled, as I mentioned, to have um, Ricky Byers back with on our show. And, and I love her quote. She says, every song has a story behind it. Sometimes they are exciting and hopeful, and sometimes they are heart-wrenching and full of questions. That is so true. She happens to be a native of Charlotte, North Carolina. Ricky's early musical roots can be traced to Nina Simone, that's right, Curtis Mayfield, and Sam Cooke. 
and the music of Motown, Liverpool, and Memphis. What a variety there. She began singing at the age of three and over time evolved her unique style, talent, and flair to become lead singer with the New York Jazz Quartet, the Farrell Sanders Ensemble, and the Ronald Muldrow Ensemble. Ricky currently tours tours internationally as a singer and songwriter and a facilitator of women's retreats. I can't wait to talk more about that retreat we saw there on her website as well. So she also has appeared with Grammy Award-winning recording artists like John Legend, Will I Am. She's opened and closing ceremonies of the Democratic National Convention at the Lincoln Center, the United Nations. She's been all over the world literally performing, and we are so thrilled to have her on the show today. So when we come back from this short break, we're going to bring to you none other than Ricky Byers Beckwith. Stay tuned. Do you find yourself overwhelmed in paperwork? Are you struggling with administrative tasks preventing you from doing what you really love? Then consider hiring a virtual assistant. Call M. Alexander and Associates Incorporated toll free at one 894 0564 or join them on the web at www.iwillassistyou.net Business leaders, are you ready to soar? Success is not defined by your wings, but by your courage to leap from the cliff's edge and fly. With Fortune 500 expertise, the Beatty Group partners with creative and motivated leaders, weaving structure and innovation for maximum business success. Visit us at thebeattygroup.com that's T-H-E-B-A-T-I-E group.com or call the Beatty Group at 877-264-7699. Hello, we are live. Welcome to everyone who's dialed in. I see you here. The lines are packed out. It's going to be another great show. I want to congratulate each and every one of you for taking time out of your schedule today to tune in to this powerful show. We're thrilled to have none other than Ricky Myers back with on our line today. And I want to say hello to everybody there in the chat room. Once again, it's a pleasure to have you here on Wealthy Sisters as we welcome the phenomenal Miss Ricky. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you. That's such a great lead-in you gave me, too. <laughs> oh, wow. That, I mean, that's the least I could do. You, you, I tell you, your resume and your, I mean, what you've done and how you're impacting so many, I just really want to say thank you for doing what you're doing. Oh, you are so welcome. And as you were talking about Will I Am and John Legend and all of them, I remember <laughs> that I wanted to tell you, we can add one more name. Check this out, Deborah. On Saturday night, Yes. I, was, uh, I, I had the great, great pleasure of, of closing out a concert that Shaka Khan did at the Agape Spiritual Center where I'm the music and arts director. Yes. And, uh, and I got to sing I'm Every Woman with Shaka Khan. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I, you know, I heard about that. That is awesome. Oh, please. Look, when is that going to be online so we can get a hold of that? <laughs> yeah, so you can see me looking scared. <laughs> I was scared. I was like, man, I'm here with my with my with my Shiro, you know, yes. Shaka. But she, but Shaka, you know, she 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 gets inspired by our music, and she's a beautiful being. So and, and yes. she's fifty pounds lighter. She's a vegan now. She's healthy, and she just really has turned a corner with her life, and it's an incredible thing to see. Wow, you know, it's and it's beautiful because when when you and when you see others like Shaka who are just making life and they have longevity in the staying yes, power. Yes. It's just so encouraging yes. to all yes. of us who, I'm in my 40s, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. you can get mm-hmm. to that point where you're like, okay, wait a minute, especially if you're not where you want to be or where you thought you would be at that particular stage in your life. Yes. It's just it's just hopeful to say, okay, keep going because the best is truly yet to come. Well, and that's why I'm really inspired to be on the call because with you this morning with the with the wealthy sisters, you know, and Big Thinking Big Thinkers Academy. That's really important for women to learn how to think in those terms. Yes, you, yes. to think in those terms, to think bigger, to think beyond. Well, just taking care of this little area and this little area, but learning to see the whole picture. 
And mm-hmm. so this is very important. I'm going to be I'm going to be tuning into your radio program even when I'm not speaking on it. <laughs> I want to oh, really wow. hear what you're what you're doing because it's good work. And thank you so much for what you're doing. Well, thank you, thank you. Yes, uh, it's it is it is a work as you know, and um, you know just to have individuals to have a platform that we can learn more about people like yes. yourself to that we can take the information and apply it to our lives. That's really what we're all about. In, in improving this this journey that we're on in living. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, I'm inspired. I'm inspired. Yes, yes. Well, tell us. You know, we're we're we always say we start out our show with our guests that we are nosy here because we love to know like where you grew up and just to try to get a feel because we love to feel our guests here at Wealthy Sisters and to try to just get a an idea of where you where you grew up and actually what went into you becoming the great legend that you are today in the music world. Well, I grew up in Charlotte, North Carolina and Atlanta, Georgia. Both of those places were very important and I grew up in the fifties and a lot of people don't like to tell their age. Yeah. But I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> you should be shouting <laughs> to the because you look fabulous. Oh yeah, I, oh yeah. And I look good too. You know, yes, when you look you good, do. don't care. You can go like, Well, okay, yeah, I'm sixty or I'm whatever but uh I look really, really good. I feel good. You know, even beyond looking good, I feel good and I'm happy and I'm healthy and I feel probably better than I did in my absolutely better than I did in my 40s and 30s. Yeah. You know, so I just feel like uh, so much of what I've become has to do with what I've decided to do in the later years of my life. But when I was a kid, uh, between New York, I'm sorry, between Atlanta and Charlotte and then New York, uh-huh. I went. You know, so I was born in Charlotte and raised kind of like in Charlotte and Atlanta between. Uh, in the first 10 years of my life, and then the next nine years I was in Charlotte. I was raised in a Catholic church with black nuns, which was very incredible and important because these black nuns could sing. They could sing real good. And one of their stories is in my book about the the, the amazing uh, effect that being around that kind of sound of Gregorian chant but sung through black people Mm-hmm. It's very special. I don't think that was happening anywhere else in the world except where I was, and I needed and I needed to be there. So I was kind of raised in the Baptist church, and then we became Catholics, and then I went on to college at Mars Brown. So I went. I returned to Atlanta because of the marching band. I went uh-huh. to, I, and my mother thought I had lost my mind because I had scholarships to Bryn Mawr and Lincoln University and uh, Brown. I mean, I had some scholarships. Wow! But I, 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 to Wilberforce, I had scholarship. Wilberforce, Central State, I had quite a few. Tennessee State, uh, and I decided to go to Mars Brown when I saw the marching band. I was like, I'm going there with no scholarship. <laughs> I'm from Atlanta, so you know I know about the old day marching band at Mars Brown. Yes, <laughs> and this is when Mars Brown's marching band was number one in the in the nation. Yes, you know. And uh, and they when they came they were playing Johnson C Smith University, and when they came out the whole I remember it was the sum it was like um it was the, I believe it was the summer after I'd come out of a, a a body cast because I had spinal surgery and had done a real not hard nine months after I graduated from high school because I was going to Wilberforce and you used to you needed to have um, uh, X ray to go. They needed to have chest X-ray of your body before you got into school. No other school asked for that, but Wilberforce did. And Wilberforce was kind of where I was leaning to because all my buddies were going. And there, uh, in my X-ray, they they discovered that my spine was curving, was curving wow. radically, very fast, and that um, you know, and I and that that answered a lot of questions I had about my shape. <laughs> Like, why does girl don't stand straight? Straight girl, so I can hear this skirt. You know, I'm standing straight. <laughs> but when, but when they when they did the surgery, I, and and I was kind of ushered in very quickly. Everything fell into place for me to have the surgery. But it, they don't do those surgeries anymore. But this particular one, when I went in for the surgery, I was like five feet four inches. And when the surgery was done, and I stood nine months later, I was five feet six and a half inches. Wow. So and, and 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 that's two inches still 
off. So that just kind of shows you the miracle that happened in those nine months. But a lot happened while I was healing. I just really prepared myself for school even further. Uh, and when I went to Marge Brown, I was probably one of the only, I was the only student in the class that didn't have to take reading because I studied the reading book. <laughs> the whole year I was out. <laughs> so if you got any young listeners, vocabulary for the college-bound student is a very good series of, 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 that prepares one for those uh-huh. tests that you take. And I knew uh-huh. I knew the test because I studied the book. I didn't know. That was the book they were going to use. So when I opened, Deborah, when I when I opened up the paper for the test, I was like, "Oh, this is just too sweet." <laughs> I knew I would answer. So Mark Brown, I I went there to march in their band as a majorette, but I never did. But I became a song I, I became a songwriter there, and um, and to fast forward the story of my life, all the music uh, during that time was radio for me for the most part, or high school choirs or elementary school choirs, whatever, wherever I was, mm-hmm. I was always thoroughly engaged in music because that was what I loved to do and always have. Never had the training that um, uh, I wanted to have um, because we didn't have a piano, we didn't have um, piano, I didn't have piano lessons or any of that, but the music was in me. Mm. Uh, the music was in me and it was, you know, for a long time I had a lot of a, a complaint about the fact that with the enormous talent that I obviously had, nobody, in my, you know, they bought my sister a violin, but they didn't get me Jack. <laughs> Were you the and baby you gotta, or the middle child? <laughs> you know, well, I was the baby child, but but it was like, I was, well, I was the baby girl of seven, but we didn't, you know, my I didn't really know how to ask uh-huh. of what I wanted because I could see, I was smart, I could see what my mother was working with, my father. I could see what we didn't have. Right, you know, right. I, I I didn't know how to see what we did have in terms of that they might have stepped out and gotten it for me, but I knew my mother loved playing piano. We didn't have a piano, so I'm thinking like, what the heck? You know, I'm not asking for a piano. <laughs> <laughs> and children, you're right. Children are very, very in tune. They 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 are smarter than we think they are. <laughs> so that's, yeah, you can see yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. How and fresh. I never, you know. Well, you know, I think, and then there's a lesson there, you know, say, you know, when you don't know how to ask. Right. And I never quite knew how to ask for a long time, Deborah. And when I got used to asking and going, like, look, I need help in this area. I need investors. I need this. Then my life began to change. Mm. Why you know, did you have, what, what, what was it that you say you didn't know? And I'm sorry to cut you off, but I'd love to, to talk about that asking part because, as you said, mm-hmm. that's so important. Mm-hmm. What? What point did you come to in your life that you learned how to ask and you realized there was you didn't have because maybe you didn't ask? Well, I when I started my business, um, my record business, like I started my own company just like I published my own book because I've been a, a hard-head artist. I mean, people just could not tell me what to do with my music, and that was a problem in the industry because they really want to tell you what to do. Uh-huh. And uh, because I was a songwriter and a composer, I knew, and I had a message, so I wasn't going to sing about anything uh, that people wanted me to sing about when the Spirit was uh, had been defining my message from day one. So there was a lot. I was stubborn. <laughs> In other words, I was, I, I was not the cat. <laughs> You know, in a lot of my earlier years, like in my 20s when I was in New York, and because I, because my journey was going to be different, I was not going to have the journey that Shaka Khan had, which is what I wanted. I thought I wanted that. Mm-hmm. I thought that's what we all deserved, mm-hmm. was to have the opening where people would listen to your music and you'd hear your music on the radio and you could inspire people and, you know, and just and take care of your family and buy your mama a house, you know, and all the things that we always wanted to do growing up. It was like uh, in those days it was about taking care of your family, but it was also about being famous, unfortunately, and because we thought being famous was your ticket to ride. And, uh, and, of course, we know that there are a lot of famous people that are broke. That because you're famous doesn't mean you have anything. It doesn't mean you have sense. It doesn't mean you have a spiritual practice. It doesn't mean you know how to save your money and share it with the community. It just means you're famous. It just means somebody took your image and used it and put it all over the place. 
Mm. You know, that's what it means. That's what being famous is. <laughs> Somebody took your image and put it all over the place. You just <laughs> broke it down. You just broke right. it down. <laughs> and it doesn't mean, mean you're smart. But <laughs> 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 well, quite, quite the contrary. On a lot of levels, it means that maybe, you know, maybe things happened really fast for you before you learned how to grow up and how to be in it. Mm-hmm. And that's what I got time to do because, I did not get that journey, even though in my heart I yearned for it mm-hmm. because I wanted, like somebody told me the other night, they said, so you wanted to sing like Shaka Khan? I was like, no, I wanted to be Shaka <laughs> <laughs> I want to sing like Shaka Khan, sing like me, but I wanted to be her. <laughs> Ricky Khan. <laughs> you know, but when I learned, because of the way my destiny unfolded, what I learned was who I, I learned who I was, who I am. Mm-hmm. And I got to really work at becoming the songwriter that I that I have become and uh, and just really work with music and get my own, and in fact, have my own piano and go to the recording studio and learn the art of it and be with engineers and to learn what worked for me and what didn't, you know, what, you know, what sings to my heart and what doesn't. And I think that's, very important for an artist. It's important for anybody to learn what sings to your heart and to be aware of what doesn't so that we don't sign on for anything just because we will be making six figures. Well, you're making six figures. Well, are you happy? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know, you're making six figures doing what you, what brings you joy, what, what brings good to the village. You know, it's like there are other reasons for us to be successful, and, and it's like are we dialed in to those reasons? And And I learned the long road, you know, how to do it. And it wasn't really that long because I'm, I, I, I came into Agape when I was 35. But, it, you know, when, you, when, you're, when you're growing, you don't realize what's long or short time. You're just in it, especially when you're young. Mm-hmm. You know, a year feels like a long time when you're 26 to 27. When you're 56 to 57, it don't feel that long. <laughs> <laughs> Is that why the time is flying by to me? Exactly. You know what I'm talking about. You're still a baby. You're just a baby. You're just beginning, you know. But it's like, you know, it's it's deep. You know, so it's like I got a little time to grow up and and learn what I needed to know. And then when I got my spiritual practice together in my heart and I met my teacher, my spiritual teacher, everything began to make a whole lot more sense for me. Mm, mm-hmm. And so that's what I that, didn't know. Yeah. That's what you didn't know that the spiritual path know. of it, how how it all yeah. tied together. Yeah, that's what I didn't know. That's right. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. How? What was that like? That that moment that when that all tied together for you, that spiritual connection. Oh, it was like um, it was incredible. I mean, what, on a lot of levels, it happened over and over again. It wasn't just one moment, but the first. <laughs> time I stepped into Agape, and Agape International Spiritual Center is in Culver City, California, and Culver City is part of Los An- it's the greater Los Angeles area, So, uh, but it's right there in the heart of L.A., sort of, and we're in Culver City, that's why I say Culver City, but it is a, um, it is a place that is, if you go to www.agapelive.com, you can find out about just Agape Live, H-E-A-P-E, Live.com, but I stepped into Agape before it was big like it is now. It was right. just a year. It was just a year old. I was going to ask and, how old. Okay, okay. It was it was a year. As a matter of fact, I showed up on the uh, anniversary Sunday, and okay. uh, I sure I showed up all cynical, <laughs> <laughs> you know, cynical and skeptic, you know, like got to do this church gig. <laughs> And I went and did it, and when I walked into the door, it was a diverse community, all different colors, color, color skins of people. You know, they're, you know, it was big. I mean, the, the room was big, and it was in a hotel with the chandeliers and everything. I was like, well, what? these people know something. You know, I walked in, I was like, well, they know something. I don't know what, but I know they know something. Then when I began to sing, my my song was singing to my soul, and then when Michael began, when he said good morning, this was Michael Be- Michael Beckwith, uh-huh. Reverend Mike, Reverend they called him Reverend Michael, and when he said good morning, I was like, he knows something because I can hear things, I can hear it in a voice a lot of right. times for the first 
a person's journey. I mean, I, I have a gift like that. People don't know it, but I do. And so when he said good morning, I was like, oh, oh, he knows. Ah. He uh. knows. And he, like, he knows what I've been looking for, what I've been searching for. Hmm. And though I had been in study groups, African study groups, I hadn't found the wisdom that healed my heart. Hmm. And when he said good morning, I was like, he knows. And then when he began to speak, when he, I mean, when he started his, his 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 sermon for the day, it was like I just started to cry. Mm. I started to cry because he said all the things that I had stopped believing that we were made to have a good life, that we were all made to be happy and to happy doing the things that we love to do. And I had just lost faith in all that. So that was the first moment, and I had many more moments of opening wider and wider to why I truly, why we truly get an incarnation. Mhm, 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 mhm. Mm-hmm. And when you, you know, when you say incarnation, what do you mean by that? What, what I is mean, that? why we, why we have a life, why we have a chance to live. Mm-hmm. The incarnation is the span of time that we're here in our bodies on the earth. Why were we born? Why did we get the chance to be here? Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, and it's like, hey, we get it, so that we can create, creatively express. I got it. So that I creatively express the, the the music and the message in my soul, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you know, and 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 if that's why I came, I came so that the spirit would have have a voice for itself, you know. And I can get all religious, and I am not a religious person, but I'm very spiritual, you know. Right. And I guess, and I guess, in the true sense of religious, I'm religious too, because religion just means to to return back to the point of origin of who we truly are, mm. you know. So I kind of. In my music, that's what I do. I, I I just remind people, without being preachy, hopefully, of who they are, you know, and 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 the journey that I have found. So, uh, it's been it's been a great journey, and a, and and I'm and I'm having a good incarnation. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it, it shows, and and as you said, you know, you could you could hear it in Reverend Michael's voice. We can hear it in your voice as well. You know the mm. peace and the the excitement and the enthusiasm for living, um, and I know today, especially with I, I I speak with business owners, women mostly, but business owners all the time, and mm-hmm. it it is you know of course we don't want to acknowledge anything that's going on around, and we believe that we live above whatever the world is dealing with. But there are challenges that, you know, we have to navigate through on a day-to-day basis. And one of the things that we've, we've realized in a lot of people, that they, they it, it does seem that people have kind of lost that fight or that drive or that passion and that enthusiasm um, for, for living. And so what you're saying is so beautiful because getting to that point and returning to that point of knowing why we're here and knowing that purpose, we know mm-hmm. on a holistic point of view that's how we're able to excel in our businesses because if that's not linked, it's something that's missing there. How how can you, what words would you share with our audience in helping navigate through what they're going through or to lead them to the direction they need to, to link up spiritually, whatever that source might be for them? Well, well I think that for myself, I, I listen to, what is it that I that I really love to do? Mm-hmm. What is it that I love to do? First the thing is like, what is it that I love to do? And what is it that I love? To, then the second one is, what is it I love to do that brings me joy? Mm-hmm. And that brings what? No, what is it that I love to do that brings good to the to? The, I use the word village, mm-hmm. but brings good to the world. I heard you say what that. What is it I like love that. to do that mm-hmm. that brings good to? But I think in terms of village because sometimes when you think in terms of the world, it's just so big. Yes, you know. Yes, you know the yes. world is so big, and then sometimes we 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 thinking about global, but we really don't do local well. You know, if you right. <laughs> I need to do local. So I went all the way to Nepal. I went. I went all the way to Nepal. I was in Nepal with the Free the Slaves Foundation, and and I was. Um, uh, they do a lot of work to help uh, uh, empower people to free themselves from slavery, and yes. so anyway, I'm over in Nepal and. And we were talking about adopting a village there, and I'm working with the people in Nepal and talking. There's a video on my website, rickybb.com, 
there's if you go to more the videos, uh, there's a video there uh, called Grateful for the Day. If you look at Grateful, it's a document. It's kind of like a it's a music video uh, that was shot in Nepal. But I went all the way to Nepal, and I'm thinking like I'm not a I'm not adopting a village in Nepal. Right. I'm adopting a village in downtown Los Angeles because that's where over ninety thousand people are living without places to without with, are living without shelter. Right, 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 right. You know, that's the so one where I'm you're going. Hard. Right. Well, well, yeah, I'm going, but see, I, because my my thought was global. Right. But but I'm I'm thinking like, yeah, I'm, I'm way over here in Nepal now. That's global. Right. I've been, you know, I've been a lot of places: Brazil, I've been to Africa, I've been to India, but I hadn't been to downtown LA, <laughs> which is just, I mean, five miles from my house. So right. when I, I mean, and to do some serious work, I mean, to really be on the ground with people and to meet them and to see what service I could bring because the people look just, I mean, they look like the they look like me. Right. And, I'm, and is that know, when you started? Yeah. I understand yes. you do you do a lot of work with your school with the schools of arts and skid row every weekend. Is that is that kind of some of the things that you're doing towards that? Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. It's like when I, when I came back from Nepal, I was like, you know, I, I want to. Start a school because I always wanted to, and I didn't know how, which is really good. Just like I wanted to be, I wanted to play piano, but I didn't really know how. But when I put my hands on the keys, God showed me how. So you know, when I when I so back to the questions that you were saying, like you know, what are what are the what are what are the guides mm-hmm. to really getting to the place that you stay on point with your spiritual, with you, with your journey and to do the things, to have a meaningful life, a meaningful incarnation is, the, is one to, what is it that you love? And I've always loved education. I love music, but I love education too. Mm-hmm. You know, I love it when people learn creatively and when they don't learn just from the ways that the Western model, but to really go to the soulful model. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, to, so that's one, that's the way I kind of define my journey. It's like, what is it that I love to do and that brings good to the world? Well, I love to sing, but I love to sing about, about you know, what inspires me. And in my life, I love to do what inspires me, you know, and then let that be so bright that it inspires other people to do what inspires them. And then you've got an inspired world of us, like you're doing, like just what you're doing. You, you inspire millions of people to live inspiring lives. Wealthy lives, mm-hmm. sustainable mm-hmm. lives. You know, it's like that's very, very, that's important for us to empower and acknowledge each other. And like what you said in the beginning, that you know, you you're here to inspire, to edify, to acknowledge, and to promote people who are doing great things, so that people will be inspired. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, and so it's. It, I mean, it's just that's what. But that's what it looks like when we're doing our work. It's like we're doing something that's inspiring to us. And it is inspiring other people. Mm-hmm. And the final part is that we are remembering that it is not just us doing it ourselves, but there's this, the genius that God planted in us is God itself. So it's the spirit so that we attend to that by listening and, you know, doing readings, inspirational readings, whatever your spiritual practice is, that you take the time to listen and to write from your heart just because. Mm-hmm. And to be in gratitude and to be thankful, you know, for the good that's in your life, because we know that you know that energy goes where our attention is, you know. So if we are really depressed about what's happening in the world, and we stay there, we are just a depressed part of the world. Mm-hmm. But if we learn to really express from what is true in us and what is what is um, inspired within us. Then that lifts the world, you know. That lifts the world, and it makes it better, you know. So I could talk for hours. You better cut me off. <laughs> oh no, please! We, that's why you're here. <laughs> this is, that's you know, why this is called a talk show. Yes, ma'am. We want to hear oh, from well, you. <laughs> I'm, I'm so yes. inspired, man. I'm, I'm, yes. I'm, I'm so inspired. My sister, I'm saying, ma'am, my sister. Yeah, no, I'm no, so no. <laughs> you know, I was when I was in Nepal. You know, I, there was this point when I was when I was there in Nepal where. I'm in this little village, and there's a tent. And there's a woman that, beyond the tent, is just picking up little tiny pieces of plastic, right? And she's and that's seeping up through the earth, through the landfill. And she's gathering these plastics so that she can sell it to somebody to get enough money to feed her family. 
Now, she's trying to get 10 rupees. Now, rupee is like no money, and she needed 10. So, and that was just going to be just enough. So because that were and her hands are all twisted, because before she went to doing that, she was cracking open these rock, breaking rocks open. So mm. when you look at gran- granite, can- granite cabinets sometimes that we have in our homes, mm-hmm. that granite has come from slate, sometimes from over in India, where these people break it down with their hands, and some of them work in very sad conditions where they're just breaking rocks open without anything to shield their eyes. So her, her hands are already cracked from doing all of that. So now she's picking up plastic. And these people are trying to, the, the Free the Slaves Foundation is there to to build an infrastructure so that these individuals can go to school and learn how to read and write and not sign those contracts where they sign their children up for slavery because their bodies are so broken down from doing that hard labor. You know, so the, now the lady tells me, she said, now, what I need you to do is to go in there and convince her the woman's name was Durga. That was the woman I had to talk to, to convince Durga that she should not send her son to slavery. Mm. You know, to this to this place where you know they work for this man and they never get paid any money and the children never come back. So it's like I'm and I'm going like me. <laughs> yeah, you you can do it. You know. You can. Well, she, this woman knew my power. So, you know, sometimes you don't know your own power, yes. but somebody else can see the power in you and yes. believe in you. Well, this woman had that kind of faith in me, and that's why she took me over there. So there I go. I go into the tent, and I'm talking to this lady with an interpreter. And this woman shoots this back at me. She says, how could you be so sure of my future when in my present it looks like this? Mm. I have I have nothing in my presence. How how can you you who don't even know me mm-hmm. you know t- tell me about how good my future can be when in my present it looks like this? Now that's mm. a great question. That is a brilliant question. Yes, that's I'm a ready brilliant for the answer. Yes. Hey man, I took a deep breath <laughs> and I looked at that woman. I was like, because I can see that you're still a queen. You just mm. forgot. You mm. just forgot. You know, mm. that everything came down on you in a way that was so fast that you think that you don't have and you do have this inside of you. You just wow. forgot. And these wow. people are here to help you. To You don't have to pay to go to school. Just go. You know, you don't need to let your child go off to slavery because he's never going to come back. Mm. And they're going to use him, and you don't want that. Mm. You know, and she looked at me, and she looked like me. She just looked like she had a worn heart. Worn wife, you know? Yeah. She's a brown-skinned lady, you know? And she looked at me with those eyes. She kind of looked like Barb Marley. She looked at me with those eyes, and she's like, okay, okay. I'm going to sign up because for them to sign up means you're going against the slave master. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So that mm-hmm. it puts their life in jeopardy, they feel. You know, but if enough of them stand, then they stand together, you know, mm-hmm, and, 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 mm-hmm. and, they have, and she learned to stand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's, that lesson is the same lesson for everybody. We're just learning it at different levels, you know. We're learning at different levels. So when I go downtown to Skid Row or Central City East is the real real name of that district, mm-hmm. it's like I'm just going there doing what I do, but they inspiring me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I bring music. I go on, you know, I bring music and a band, and those people – who have lost everything, it seems, have so much inside mm. that is not materially defined. They can sing. They have a strong message. They have a strong faith. So they're they're rising up. And it's mm-hmm. not, you know, and, and, all, and they were encouraged because I returned, you know, because I'm there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and they figured that, I guess, it's like, well, if she loves me, you know, wow. Yes. I must be worthy of love, you know, and she's yes. out here trying to get me to take a flu shot or give me this, this food that they can't find nobody else to eat or you know right. I mean, or do an experiment right. on me. So they right. experiment on people all the time. It's like, no, she's here loving us, and we love her. When I went right. down there, Deborah, when I went down there, like, in December, they gave me tips. <laughs> They took up a cup of money for me. I was like, oh, man, no, y'all didn't do this. 
And they brought a plate of food for me. I was like, they said, you said you were hungry? Here's some food. And I mean, wow. And they, they post videos of what we did on the Internet. They have people do films, and they don't ask you for money. Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, it's like they just do it because they love you. I was like, now that's where we're going. Yes. Well, I tell you, if you've just tuned in to Wealthy Sisters today, you're listening to none other than the dynamic, the great, oh, my goodness, the wonderful Ricky Byers Beckwith. And we're going to coin and tweet your quote of the day, you are still a queen. You just forgot. I got that. We're going to send that out. We're going to take a short break and come right back uh, just for a quick commercial break. And I want to learn more about the sanctified Mabel there. I love that video. And um, your women soul, women of soul sisters retreats of what you're doing there as well, and and learn more uh, about your new book, Let My Soul Surrender. So we'll be right back. This is Deborah Hartnett on Wealthy Sisters, and our guest today is Ricky Byers Beckwith. Stay tuned. This segment is sponsored by WillDrake.com. That's www.WillDraike.com. The hot new suspense novel. Bad and Worse, A Tale of Men, published by Permal Coast Publishing. Sometimes the only way to stop a killer is to love him. Available in stores November 2009. Business leaders, are you ready to soar? Success is not defined by your wings, but by your courage to leap from the cliff's edge and fly. With Fortune 500 expertise, the Beatty Group partners with creative and motivated leaders, weaving structure and innovation for maximum business success. Visit us at thebatygroup.com. That's T H E B A T I E group.com. Or call the Beatty Group at 877 264 7699. Well, yes, we're back live here on the Wealthy Sisters. I want to thank everybody for tuning in in the chat room. And I'll remind you to go to BigThinkersAcademy.com right now and get registered for the event of the year. That's May 17th through May 19th, the Entrepreneurial Leadership Conference. It's a business for conference for leaders, for business owners. I'm telling you, you want to be there May 17th to the 19th in the greater Baltimore area. It's a fabulous event. We're so excited about it. So, But our guest today is, again, none other than Miss Ricky Byers Beckwith, and she's a fellow Southerner like I am, so she don't mind me saying Miss and understand where the Miss comes from. <laughs> Sometimes I insult people, and I was like, no, 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 I'm sorry. I, I, have, to, I have to rephrase that. I apologize. Old habits, because I'm, I'm actually a native of Atlanta. I grew up up there, Grady Baby, and uh, so that miss has been a part of my vocabulary for a long time. Yeah, but yeah. I tell you, that quote, you are still a queen, you just forgot. Um, we, like I said, we're going to send that out and uh, coin that as your quote of today. But as we were going through your fabulous site here, I love it. It's just it's so live and interactive and full of color. If you all are tuning in, you want to go to Ricky, that's R I C. K I E Byers B Y A R S Beckwith B E C K W I T H dot com right now so that you can experience what um, I've had the pleasure of doing these past few days. So tell us about this sanctified Mabel. I, I love that your mom's in the video there, and tell us about what inspired you to create that piece and um, the whole retreats that you are doing. Wow. Uh, well, and they and they can go to rickydd.com if they don't want to type out Buyers Beckwith. Oh, great. Ricky, okay. Ricky, they can just do Ricky DD, but spell Ricky right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I should say iedd.com. That way, that way they can get there a little faster. But um, uh, the Sanctified Mabel video, which is uh, is the the first video from the Let My Soul Surrender CD book project that I did. Is a, a um, it's a, it, it 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 honors elder. I don't want to say elder women. I just say elder elder wisdom. Yes, okay. uh, the elder wisdom of of, of women who uh, have been around the earth quite a bit. You know, like my mother and mm-hmm. and her contemporaries. And most of the women in that video 
are mm-hmm. over the, all of them are over the age of seventy five. The ones that are on the Wise Women Council in the beginning of it, mm-hmm. and in the end, uh, I was asked to. Um, a businessman said, "Well, you need to just put the the video and leave the the prelude and the and the, the end part off, and <laughs> let people see the music part." And I sure didn't listen to him. I was like, no, I'm just going to put the whole thing and folks don't have time and they just don't have time because they need to see this, right. these women. You right. Know. So the the opening clip of, of, of the Sanctified Mabel video is uh, uh, features my mother and some of the women and the women from the Wise Women's Council. At our women's retreat, we do a, it's called the Soul Sisters Women's Retreat. And we've been doing it, uh, this is, will be in our 15th year this year. Mm-hmm. And um, it's in uh, Los Angeles, and we go to the Temescal Canyon Retreat Center. And we have about, we only have room for 220 people. But we usually are, uh, when it's time for Tell Mom All About It, which is the Saturday morning uh, session with the wise women, People come from every, I mean, we have all the people, the caterers who did the event. Everybody stops everything. Get out come, the kitchen. Come they get out the kitchen because nobody <laughs> want to miss Tell Mama. And, and that's what we call it, Tell Mama. And God bless Etta James. She did a great song to Tell Mama all about it. And yeah. uh, so we, we, the women, we're singing, Tell Mama all about it. Hey, Mama, what's wrong, you know. And God makes everything all right, because Mama yes. in this sense is, is is God, and these women are 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 standing in their power as 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 the wise women, yes, and and, the, and their women and, and one by one. So they're, they're the women on the they're, they're seated seated in in front of this room of of about two hundred and thirty or forty women, and one by one at the microphone, the women who have issues. And they're, and they're younger women always. Uh, I mean, they're younger than 75. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say. You know, they they come and they have, uh, they they bring their their issues forth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this is on this is the only time during the, the retreat that we work like that. Most of the time, we are empowering an individual to to face it by themselves and to you know to to. You know, to to build our sisterhood. Uh, you know, yeah, like that. But this is the time when we can just go like, "Hey, look, I'm having an issue with this, and Mama, show me what to do with this." Because mm-hmm. they're helping it, other people. Because there's so many people having the same issues a lot of times. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That, exactly. And all kinds of stuff comes forth, and and the answers that these women give mm. will blow you away because they're honest. And there was one woman who was in a relationship and. She really felt like she had no voice in it, and and the man that she was with had this gun, and you know, and she didn't feel good about the gun, but she didn't know how to speak about it, and and you know, she didn't like the way he was addressing her kid, and well, it was just a lot in her one question. And this one woman said, she said, you know, this woman had passed over. Her name was Florinda, and Florinda, very wise woman, and at that time, Florinda was like. 87, I believe. And the provincial was like, she says, you know, I've been married five times. Mm. <laughs> and now everybody's laughing at that. They got quiet. She said, she said, it takes more than one time to get this thing right sometimes. You know, and she, you know, and she, and she, says, and she says, but I married the first time because I couldn't say what was on my mind. And I married the second time because I couldn't say what was on my mind. Mm. And she just kept, instead of talking, she would just leave mm-hmm. because she didn't know how to express herself within the relationship. And, you know, and then she talked about how she came into her voice. Mm-hmm. And then from that point on, she learned how to speak, mm-hmm. you know, what it is that she wanted and what she wanted to feel and what she wanted to experience. So it was just a beautiful thing. So, and, and, and everybody goes like, wow. Yeah. Because they're so intelligent and they're so wise and we do not access the wisdom of our of our elder people. We put them in homes away from us, right? And right. you know, and so we don't get to know who they are. And well, uh, yeah, that's true. That is true. That's true. Yeah, you know, we we're not we don't know how to deal with it. We don't know how to. But I know how. And my right. mother lives. My mother came to live with us, 
And I told her, I said, hey, you better come out here while you still know your name. Don't come out here when you don't know your name no more. You know, <laughs> you can stay in North Carolina. You know, you come, come on out so we can hang out and, you know, you do this. And, you know, and so she came, and, man, she's been a and she's been a beneficial presence. And largely that retreat is a success because of my mother mm-hmm. and all of her friends. Because mm-hmm. these all the women know we get embraced in their wisdom. It's like coming home mm-hmm. to the real sisterhood. So it's mm-hmm. and, and it's always the last weekend in July, and um, pretty soon if it's, it should be up on the website now. But okay. it's a, it's a it's a magnificent retreat uh, that and, and sanctified Mabel. That song is about that kind of woman, the kind of woman that we go we turn to when we need some answers, when we have lost our faith. Right, right. Yeah. And you, you, you said it, and, and we know we go to the scriptures and it talks about the wise women that's supposed to be there uh, for <laughs> us. And that we talked many times on this show that that generation is, is a missing. I think like more for my parents' generation, things have changed. Um, <laughs> both of my parents are gone and they've made their transition. And, you know, we look at things in that generation a lot of the life expectancy or, like, for them to be there for our children is 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 a different time. So it's a gap between that big mama, you know, that yeah. we used to have. I grew up, my grandparents lived in the house with me and grew up, and I, I, got, I gained a lot from that. But you yeah. don't see that today, and that is so important. You should be taking that on the road because <laughs> I well, know, know. Well, you, we you need it. You can show me how, Deborah. You can show me how. <laughs> yeah. You can show me how because, and everybody says, you know, we need to take it on the road. We do, but we can yes. always generate it. We can generate it where we are. Right, also, right. We right, can generate exactly. it where we are because, like, yeah. um, because it's because there are wise women all around us. And yes. so you were blessed because you grew up in the house where your grandparents were, but check it out. I never knew my grandparents. Like mm-hmm. on father, mother's side, everybody was dead. Yes. By the time I was born, everybody was dead. And so it's yes. like, man, and I, there was a big, like, weight right. on my mind right. around that, that, like, I felt like a part of me wasn't even that worthy because I didn't know my grandparents. Mm-hmm. And people around me knew their grandparents. And then one day I was suffering so much about the spirit. I was like, let me take her out of this because she ain't going to get it. And they sent, me a, they sent me a song, and the song was in the land of I am. I am more than I have been. I am more than I will be. I am all that I am. And, and there's a lyric in it that says, and the songs of all my great-grandmothers and the dreams of all my great-grandfathers and the way to life beyond the pain all live in me. Oh, because because they're, all, they're all in me. You know, yes. it's like... It don't Nothing matter. passes. It lives Nothing, on. No. Yes. It lives. Mm-hmm. It's so in. It's in us. It's it's right there. It's right there for us. And it's it's and they're here with us, even though we can't see them. They they're with us. You know. Mhm. Mhm. That's beautiful. And I and I know we just have a few minutes left in the show. It's so much that that I want to to discuss with you. I'm just. I, we're going to have to have you back when you have time. We're loving this. Uh, <laughs> Discussion, and I understand your daughter Georgia is is following in your footsteps as well. Yeah, hey Georgia, but Georgia goes so wide. I kind of think she ain't in my footsteps. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Georgia's a bad girl. She's a bad girl. I was yeah. looking at a video that she has about seeds. S e e d s. Her name is Georgia and Moldro, and my son uh-huh. Seth and Moldro. They both oh. are musicians and com- producers. And oh, uh, I, oh I, I wish I could talk. Let me just say one more thing about Sanctified Mabel. The yes. story about how that song came to me uh, is in the book "Let My Soul Surrender." "Let My Soul Surrender" is a is a CD is a book is a CD with a book. Yes, pictures and stories about and paintings. It's like a children's book for adults, you know. And yes. it's like and it's not big. It's 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 big enough to to fit in your purse. But it's like it's it's I feel like it's a beautiful gift and people treat it just like a gift. It's more than just a book, it's a it's a gift really. And uh and the story about how Mabel uh uh what the part the part that Mabel plays and and, and 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 how important she is for us all 
is in that is in the, the Let My Soul Surrender book. So I just wanted to let everybody know that they can find it there. Yes, and we can get that book uh, on Amazon, and where where else can we find it? Well, if, they, if they go to RickyBB.com, it takes you right to the Amazon page. Okay, okay. No. And and then, but I'll if you're in D.C. or in, in the New York area, I'll be there. Yes, um, this yeah, weekend soon. we see. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. You're coming Friday yeah. and Saturday to Unity Church. Um, mm-hmm. And then you're going to be in New York, is it Thursday of next week? or? Yeah, I'll be with the Orsetto Sar Society on Thursday night. Um, uh-huh. And then um, and they can go to my website, rickybb.com, or my fan page on Facebook to, to find, all, find out all these uh, beautiful appearances. And I'll be appearing with my husband, also uh, Michael Bernard Beckwith, uh, on the re- on both weekends, so yes, I, I'm yes. just really thankful. Yes, we're going to make it our business. I'm in the D.C. area, so we definitely got to make it our business to get there to see you this uh, weekend as well. And and yes, and so and along with that, I know you do a lot of mentoring and uh, mentoring a lot of uh, performers that we know about. I guess India Ari have heard of some. Who are some of the others that uh, that a lot of the soul that we hear them singing has been inspired through you as well? Well, you know, it's funny because India. I didn't know that India was a, such a big fan, but she, you know, she she loves the music. I and I and it, and the mentoring happens without me doing anything. It's just basically, it's what they pick up from me from the uh-huh. music. But uh-huh. India is beautiful. India, Shaka. All, I mean, they're just beautiful people, you know, and, yes. and smart. They're smart yes. women. Very yes. intelligent. Very yes. intelligent. Yes. And, uh, yes. and Georgia grew up in it. So she, you know, she just came up in it, and she had and both her parents are musicians. Georgia's, you know, because Georgia's dad was 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 a guitar player, Ronald yeah. Muldrow. So we just really, uh, I don't know who who because my my mentoring. When I say mentoring, I'm dealing more in the high school with these students that have forgotten who they are, you know, and working mm-hmm. with them to accept their greatness and mm-hmm. show up for them like that. I do a project with that with, with um. With the, with the school once a week, and then I work with younger children also. But And then I'm at Agape as a music and arts director there, and I just do a lot of things. But but the mentoring of, of, of the superstars comes with just their spiritual practice and tuning, and they're tuning in to Agape, not necessarily me speaking to them. Mm-hmm. That's what I wanted to clarify that. Well, because I don't want India to listen to this and hear that I've been mentoring her. <laughs> I, got I still haven't sent out her her CDs. <laughs> I got to get her music to it. I got you. I got you. We totally understand because I mean we could just listen to you and this. I'm telling everyone to go to your website right now. It, it it is it is so inspirational and they can learn so much from just how um, the information that you have and it, and it and it shows through you as you speak to us here on the show. Well, I guess sixty sixty seconds. What would you like to leave with our audience today? Well. First, I'd like to leave the audience with gratitude. Like, I have such gratitude for this life and for people like Deborah Hardnett and others who live their passion and who really uh, bring good to the world. And if you are deliberating about what it is you want to do or be, just think of what is it that makes you happy, really, and that really brings good to the world. And then be about the business of refining that and learning what that is so well that when you go out into the world, people have to go take a deep breath and go like, wow, mm. isn't that something? Mm. That's and beautiful. then we'll be, we'll be making the most of our incarnation. <laughs> That's beautiful. That's beautiful. You've heard it from none other than Ricky Byers Beckwith, and you can go to her website, which is Ricky, R-I-C-K-I-E-B-B dot com, and... We want to say to you as well, we want to thank you for tuning into the show and thank you for being our special guest today. Um, and can we find you on Facebook too? Are you there? Oh, we may have lost her. 
Well, we know that we can find her on Facebook as well. Want to remind you all to follow her there and tune in next week. We'll have another very, very special guest uh, for you to listen to. We thank everybody for joining us on the show today. And as always, we wish you and yours the best of everything great. Speak with you next week. Have an awesome day. This has been another episode of Wealthy Sisters, brought to you by the professional black woman, turning your concepts into cash. Join Deborah Hardnett, our host next week, as she interviews another powerful, progressive, and positive sister, and visit us on the web at www.wealthysisters.com. That's www.wealthysisters.com.